This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. Hi. Good evening, you guys. Welcome to healing class. I love that we are all together like this. The Lord is so good. Many of you are new to the class, so I'll give you a little little history of it. Um, Janet and I began healing classes in 1997. It was about August, September, and I think there were only about four of us there. You may know, I'm not sure if you're um, familiar with a gal named Judy Steranka. She brought her sister Barbara because Barbara had cancer in her eye. And so they just came and we began teaching. It was just the four of us for week after week. And Barbara is still alive today and she was healed and the Lord is so good. And that was the beginning of our healing classes. And so he's been so faithful to heal, to help people no matter where you are or what you're going through. God is good. And he's kind, and he went about doing good and healing. And he can heal in the body, and he can heal in the soul, on the inside, in your emotions. And so I'm so excited. I love this time. I love this class. And so we're going to have fun. The fact that you're here, God sees it all. And when I went to healing classes in 1993 in Tulsa, I had to travel to Tulsa to go to healing classes. I went there. It was as though the Lord just rained on me. Now, it says that his doctrine or his words can fall like rain. And you can have like a raindrop from heaven fall on you. And it doesn't even have to be what I say. It's what God says. His word is anointed. So you're underneath an anointed word when you come here. And that can begin to fall on you and answer a question or even help you know what adjustments you have to make. And you're like, that's it. That's exactly. Or and you're like, I got it. I got it. That's what happened to me when I went to healing school in 1993 and I received healing. Did I feel any different? Not at first. Something happened in me. The healing power of God, a word of the Lord got in me. And when it got in my heart, I was like, I have it. And healing began working. And God's so faithful. And then the cure, there was an end to it. I love that he says in Jeremiah 33, 7, the Lord says this. He says, behold, I'll bring a healing and a cure. And then he's so sweet. He goes, and I will cure you and I'll reveal unto you an abundance of peace and truth. So there's an end to some things. I love that. And a good end. If you stood before a doctor today or anybody else that said, you're cured, it'd be finished, right? It's good. You're healed. The word says, God says, he says, I bring a healing and a cure, and I will cure you. So it's those words that make such a difference in our life. So let's, I'm going to start to pray, and then I'm going to have you guys go to three scriptures. I'll explain some things. I'll give you some references of some others that you can look up later. But get ready to hear. Are you ready? Okay. Father, I thank you so much for each and every person that's here tonight. 
and I know you see what they had to do to even get here, but you will honor this time for them. And I ask you, Lord, that the word would fall like rain. The Bible talks about that, that the word can fall like rain and a raindrop from heaven can be to them what they need, Father. Thank you that their ears will be open and hear something they hadn't heard before. Their eyes will be open and they'll see something they hadn't seen before. And their heart will understand and grab a hold of something from you that they need. And I thank you, Lord God. We give you all the glory and we dedicate this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, you can open your Bible. First of all, let's just, we like to say this. If you have your Bible or whatever you have where you'll read the scriptures, Alan is the one that actually came up with this little um, confession, and I love it. It says, this is my Bible. It's God's word to me. It strengthens me. It refreshes me. It's medicine to me. I love to read my Bible. I love to read my Bible. Now, I'm going to share with you why it's so wonderful to have your Bible and to read your Bible. So the first scripture, I don't know how to do this clicking yet. So we'll do it the old-fashioned way here, okay? Proverbs 4. If you could go to Proverbs 4. And we'll be looking at verses 20 to 23. But what I want to do first is... I want to go to two other scriptures. As I was reading this verse here, I noticed some other scriptures. And I want to talk to you about how important it is and how wonderful it is to be reading God's words and what God's words do for you. They're like the dew from heaven. God can speak to you specifically like no one else can talk to you. It's amazing what could happen. You could get us a verse and I could get a verse and the Lord just kind of teaches us something different in that verse, but it answers exactly what we're needing. So in Proverbs 3, 1, I'm gonna, I want to go here first, verse 1. Verse 1 and 2, it says, My son, forget not my law, or his words, but let your heart keep my commandments, his words, this is the Bible, for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to you. So God's words can add length of days to you, long life and peace, not just horrible days filled with pain, filled with angst, filled with sorrow. No, peace, peace, good days, your best days, the sweetest days you've ever seen or experienced or dreamed that you could have. God's words can add that to you. So you may not have that now, but God's words can be add those things to you. Wow, God's words. Then in Proverbs 4, verse 10, before we get to the other verses, it says, Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of your life shall be many. God's words can add years to your life. They can add length of days, peace, and years. God's words. Wonderful. So what is this about God's words? 
God, you know, sometimes you might be reading your Bible and you're like, okay, I read my Bible, I did. Are you, are you happy with me, Lord? Oh, no, no. God's words are adding something to your life. I say it all the time. I heard a minister say it years ago. It's ridiculously corny, but you'll never forget it. You take medicine, right? But these are God's pills. These are God's medicine. In each verse, there's life, there's healing, there's medicine, there's peace, and what can be added to you when you have God's words and you put God's words in you is length of days, long life, years, and peace. Wow. Okay. That's good. I, I, I might read my Bible more here now. See, sometimes you have to know what something is, how important it is, to really just notice it or be as interested in it. So here, too, I want to I show this. I don't have these uh, verses. I want to go to another place, too. Sorry. Stay with Proverbs 4. I'll give you these. You don't have to go here. Job 33, 4 says this. The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty has given me life. The Spirit of God made you. The breath of the Almighty, God breathed life into your nostrils when you were born, and that's what gave you life. If there's no breath in you, there's no life in you. Who gave you breath? God gives you breath. Now, that's a good verse to pray if you're having problems breathing or with lungs. I've always prayed that. Thank you, Lord. You are my breath. You hold my breath. You gave me breath. I'm asking you for breath and good breath. And, and the Lord will answer that. But listen to this one in John 3 and John 6, 63. It's the spirit that quickens. That word spirit means breath. It's the breath that actually brings life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So God's words that he speaks, all the words here are breath. They're spirit. They are a breath from God. So when you're reading your Bible, God's able to add to you length of days, long life and peace and his very own breath. God's very own breath in you, to you. I love that thought of God breathing on me. I love the thought of God breathing in me. If I take God's breath, his words, which are spirit and life, breath and life, and I put them in my mouth, my body can be quickened. I have life. Do you, do you, can you see that? Isn't it wonderful what God's words are? So, yes, I love to read my Bible. Whether or not, and, and I want to encourage you, something that Pastor John Osteen, Joel's dad, had encouraged me as I was walking through healing, take God's words with whatever medicine you're taking. Every time you take your medicine, speak a scripture. 
take God's words along with your medication. And if there's not a medication that the doctor can give you that can help you, take God's words. God's words are life, their breath, their medicine to all of your flesh. And that's why when we say, I love to read my Bible, wow, I really do. And you will too when you see, I didn't realize that's all that it meant. I'm taking in a breath of God. I'm adding length of days to my life. I'm getting wisdom from God to know what to do and what not to do. I'm getting direction this way. I'm getting correction this way. So Proverbs 4, now we can all go there. took me a little while to get there, didn't it? <laughs> Proverbs 4 says this, my son, attend to my words or pay attention to my words. God's saying, listen to what I have to say. Really pay attention to my words. Now, if you go to the doctor, you're, you're listening to what he says, aren't you? So God's like, I need you to pay attention to my words. I need you to lean in, incline your ear to what I have to say. Don't let what God says depart or leave your eyes. Keep them in your heart. Okay, how do you get God's words in your heart? You've got to pay attention to them. You've got to listen to them. And it begins to etch itself in your heart. You've got to put your eyes on it. I like to read my Bible out loud. It's good to hear your own voice speaking God's words, remembering what they are. Every word of God is true. Every promise of God can come through. God's words, when you're reading them, when you're praying them, are life and medicine. Look at what the next verse in 22 says. For the reason why you want to pay such close attention to God's words is they are life unto those that find them and health or medicine to all of your flesh. They are medicine, goss pills. Corny, but you'll never forget it. You ingest medicine and you don't know who made it. And you don't know what it does. You don't understand even all the ingredients, do you? You don't have to understand everything about God's words. Just take it in. Take it in like you would. The doctor says, take, take, take this. This is going to help you. You're like, okay. And we take it. So God's saying, take what I'm saying to you. Let my words be your words. And it'll add something really good to you. And I really believe that God not only, his heart is not only just to heal us in our body, it's to heal us in the soulish realm too. In our mind, in our, in our emotions. Often if your emotions or you find yourself broken hearted, really difficult on the inside, it's hard to receive physical healing. It can, it can just throw you a little bit there because you're weaker on the inside. 
Let God heal every part and facet of your life. Let him make you whole because he wants to, because he loves you. And you're here, so why not receive everything? Now, I realize this, too, that when we're talking about healing classes and you receiving healing and everything that God would have you to to have an experience in life, that all of us have also known people that we love very much that haven't had or received healing. Especially recently, there's been a lot of loss lately. Has anybody experienced that? And that can cause a grief on your soul. But I want to encourage you for you to believe God beyond what you've seen or experienced or who you've loved. Let God work his healing power and mercies in you. Let him lift all the grief and the doubting and the pain off of you so that you can be everything he would need you to be. God has this for us. And see, your life affects everyone else around you. So you receiving healing in any realm speaks to everyone in your home. It speaks of who God is. You mean God would heal me? Well, the name Jehovah Rapha even means he's the one who makes any bitter experience sweet. If it's bitter, it's not God. He comes into the situation, he makes it sweet. And you give him all the glory. And that sweet and that healing in you ministers to other people. I like that thought because it's not just about you or me. It's about other people too. Seeing how good and kind and wonderful God is. So I want to encourage you during this time, maybe read your Bible a little bit more. And when you read it, read it thoughtfully. Read it carefully. Let God talk to you. If you've never heard his voice, I can tell you he wants to talk to you. And he'll talk to you through the scriptures. Sometimes what I've done is read a story over and 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 over again. I love repetition. But so does God. He likes repetition too. Read it over and over again. All of a sudden something drops in you and you're like, I didn't ever see that before. But God wants to show us these things. He's very good and always, always kind. So when I was recovering, um, I had gone to healing class. Some words of God were like rain. They just dropped in me, and I believed that the healing power of God was in me, beginning to work a healing and a cure. I still had a lot of pain in my body. I had no doctors that were confirming that anything had changed in me at all. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to get into the scriptures and read the scriptures. At that time, we were at Lakewood um, Church, and we were working with uh, Pastor John Osteen, and he was just encouraging me. Every time he saw me, let me tell you, he never would feel sorry for me. He'd say, are you fighting? 
I was like, yes, I'm fighting. Am I fighting? I think I'm fighting. He's like, are you fighting? Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Keep fighting for your life. Stay strong. He, we, he was just always that way. I was like, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to stay strong. And there was another couple there named Ty and Rebecca Carpenter. He was believing for his healing too. He was not, did not appear to be as sick as I was at the time. He also went to healing class. Now, when he was going, he was in law school at the time. And so we had told him, don't bring your books. Just, just go and let God speak to you. He's like, no, I got to study. I got to, we're like, Ty, you know, you, you need to live first or you're never going to finish law school, you know? And so, but he took his books and all and, and, um, then there were other things that happened. Life got really busy, and he took a turn for the worse. And before we knew it, Ty actually ended up in heaven. It was a surprise to all of us. Here I am. I'm like, I was worse than Ty. How did this happen? This is why you see other people you love, and they passed on, and you're like, can I get my heat? Is this... What do I do? So his wife, Rebecca, gives me these. She said, I wrote them for Ty, and they were on the hospital bed, and I want you to have them because I don't need them anymore. And I was like, okay, but Ty died. Ty died. They were perfect. They were like unused. He put, he left them on his side of his hospital bed. And I was like, well, thank you. But I was like, you know what? These are God's words. God's words have life. God's words are medicine. I'm going to use these and get these in me. And so I began to speak them. This part is Rebecca's writing all the red and everything around it is mine. And I've had to tape it and things like that. These are God's words. I didn't just take these until I was going to get comfortable. I was like, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to just study along the lines of healing and speak healing. I'm determined to do it for the rest of my life. When you resolve to do that, time, you know, when you receive your healing doesn't bother you as much. You're like, I'm going to do this all my life. God's a healer. I'm going to get these words in me. And the doctors could not help me. They didn't have any medication or anything. But God's words were medicine, life. They added years to me. They added long life and peace, like they have Richard too. How, what year did you come in here, Richard? Six years, Six years ago, Richard Williams, and you had... Stage four melanoma cancer. And he keeps coming. We'll always need God's words. And that's how you keep your healing. And that's how you get through life. And the next thing that the enemy would try to bring upon you, you're like, this is for all of my life. I'm going to stay with God as a healer and God with the scriptures. He's faithful. And he's good. So you're not just looking to, till I get comfortable. It's like, Lord, I'm yours. I'm going to study about your healing power. I'm going to stay with your scriptures all the days of my life. I love you. 
and I love your word. And that's how to live real peaceful too. So I took these scriptures and I began praying them and saying them all the time. I encourage you to make your own scriptures. It's a good idea. And then I went to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I went here and I thought, I'm going to begin to study what Jesus did and what the people that came to him did and what that interaction was. And when I did that, I asked myself questions. If you're honest and you're humble before the Lord, he will help you. He will answer you. Oftentimes, to me, going to these scriptures was like going for a chiropractic adjustment, which I've never had. So I don't really know what I'm talking about. But from what I hear is they do something and align you, right? God's words, I don't know how it works. It realigns you. It can get you out of pain in your body and in your soul. It can get you out of pain. How does it happen? It's a gospel. It's medicine. You don't know what's in this medicine, but you take it, and sometimes your symptoms will leave, and it's like, thank you, Lord. You take this enough times, your symptoms will leave. Only you have to receive this. There are some medications you take for the rest of your life. Take it for the rest of your life. You, 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 will, you, you will live wonderful. You will go through any problem and come through on the other side. Because God's words are life and medicine to all of our flesh. So, Matthew 9. If you go to Matthew 9. I want to go over this and I'll show you what I did. And I believe the Lord will speak to you. If you'll just to go over these through the week, it'll help you. See what the further the Lord would speak to you. I'm just sharing with you what he spoke and spoke to me. Matthew 9, 27. And when Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, you son of David, have mercy on us. Now they're needing healing, and they ask for mercy. So what is healing? Healing is a mercy of the Lord. Healing is just the kind favor of the Lord. Nothing we necessarily deserve. It's actually part of our salvation. When Jesus saved us, he took stripes before he got to the cross, and so healing is just a part of it. It's a part of our benefit pack actually. And so you can just partake of and enjoy this benefit of the Lord, but it's a mercy. So these two blind men, they're praying and crying out for mercy. They come into the house, the blind men come to him, and Jesus says unto him, do you believe I am able to do this? And they said unto him, yes, Lord. And then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith or what you've been able to believe, be it unto you. And their eyes were open and Jesus straightly charged them saying, see that no man know it. Now, this is what I did. Now, this is such an important thing is when you read the scriptures, ask yourself questions. Right now, think about what it is you are believing God for. What is it you're needing? Healing or emotional? What is it? Can you grab a hold of that in your thoughts right now? 
I'm going to ask you the same question that Jesus asked the two blind men. Do you believe that God is able to heal you or help you with what you're going through? Do you believe he's able to? It's a good question. When I went to healing class, I was like, well, I believe God can heal a cold. Do I believe he can heal cancer? If you're not there, be honest about that. Father, I I need a little help there. This is on a bigger scale for me, and so I'm going to need a little bigger faith. You might have some faith. You might need more faith, more ability to trust that God can do anything and that with God, all things are possible. Now, we can say that, but you have to believe that. Jesus asked these two men, do you believe that God is able to help you? Do you believe it? And if you can't confidently go, yes, Lord, then go, would you help me? There was one man who came for his, his son, I think his son. And Jesus asked again, you can, if you can believe, you can receive this. And he said, I believe, but help my unbelief. I have some belief. I have some faith. Actually, when we know the Lord and we're saved, we have a measure of the God kind of faith in us. We have to grow our faith. And sometimes bigger things uh, require more faith on our part. We have to grow that. What do we do if we find that we're in that situation? It's interesting. I want to ask you another question. Jeremiah 32, 27 says this. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Do you think that whatever situation you're praying and asking God for, do you think it's too hard for him to do? Do you think he's able to do it? Do you think it's too hard for him to do? Okay, so these are questions. God put these in the Bible so that we can look at these and they answer some little sticking points we have, some little problems or realignment, and you align that, you get stronger in that, and you're like, ah, here it comes. It's like unkinking a hose. The water's flowing through. I just unkinked that thing, and it got right to me. Have you ever done that? You're pulling the hose. It gets kinked. You're like, oh, got to go unkink this. I need to begin to believe that God is able to do something and there is absolutely nothing too hard for him to do. I can tell you that. You have to believe that. And you can believe that. You can. How can I believe? How can it get stronger on the inside of me? Romans 10, 17 says this. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You've got to hear the word of God. It's exactly what God said in Proverbs 4. At 10, pay attention to what I have to say. Okay, so you're going to listen to what the doctors, you're going to get a diagnosis, you're going to know what you're pointed for, but listen to what God has to say, like real big, a whole lot. He has the biggest voice in your life. Let your eyes see what he wants you to see. Don't let his words and what he's saying leave you. Keep them in you. Keep it in your heart. 
Why? Because that's your life. That's your medicine. And again, take that with any other medication you're taking. And as you do and you read the scriptures over and over again, you're like, he heals here. He healed here. He did this. He does that. I believe he's able. I believe there's nothing too hard for him to do. He's a living testimony, free from cancer. The Lord is good. He's faithful. And what he does for one, he'll do for all. There were many instances where Jesus healed all, everyone. Get everything he would have for you with peace. That he would add peace to you. Peace, I love that word. It means healing. It means whole. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Nothing missing, nothing broken in your body. Nothing missing, nothing broken in your emotions. In your mind. No chemicals missing. Can God create and do things that aren't even there? He's the creator of the heaven and the earth. He made you. He can fix you. Gory Tim Boom was a watchmaker's daughter, and she said when she had those real expensive watches come in for repair, she would send them to the man who made them. He could always fix it. He made the watch. He could fix it. God made you. He gave you your breath. He gave you your breath. He can fix you. He gave you your life. He can lengthen it. He can make it peaceful. Oh, you can't read enough of God's words. And I love we can take as much of it as we want to. No one can stop you from taking as much of God's words as you want. Isn't that wonderful? I love that. Okay, so I, I want to go to another verse. If you just go over to, to Matthew 8. When Jesus was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, If you will, if you would want to, you can make me clean. You can heal me. Jesus put forth his hand, touched him, and said, I will or I want to be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And he said, don't tell anyone, just go show yourself to the priest um, and offer a gift that Moses commanded. I'll talk about that another time. That's a very interesting thing that Jesus asked him to do. But this, this, this actual healing is written in three different Gospels. It's written in Matthew. It's written in Mark. It's written in Luke. There's just small little differences. In Mark, he says, Jesus was moved with compassion and touched him. He said, would you heal me? I, I need help. He's crying out for that. And Jesus is moved with compassion. You need to believe that God himself, the father, the creator of heaven and earth, who gave you breath and gave you life, is moved with compassion for you. When you cry out to him, when you pray to him, he's moved, he feels deeply on the inside for you. This leper, he's, he's crying out. There's a lot of people around. He's not even supposed to be in public. Again, he's asking for mercy. He worships, he recognizes Jesus. He goes, I believe you can. 
would you, would you want to heal me? Now, let me ask you this. Did he believe God was able to heal him of leprosy? Did he believe he was able? Yes. He said, I believe you can. I'm not sure if you would want to. I don't know if you would want to heal me. Now, in Luke, this same story of the leper, it says he's full of leprosy. If he was full of leprosy, more than likely he was disfigured. More than likely he could have been missing fingers, toes. It was a horrible, horrible disease. He's cast aside from his family. Quarantine. We all went through quarantine. And, you know, it was a lot hard for people with their families. Could you imagine being just cast aside from your family? You're just with strangers. Everybody sees you just like, ooh, I don't, you know, uncomfortable with things like that. Uncomfortable with the sickness. And he's like, I, I believe you can. It's big. It's, I'm full of leprosy. Or you could say I'm full of cancer or it's been a horrible traumatic situation. I mean, is there anything? He's like, I believe you could do it. I don't know if you would want to. Two different healing passages, two different forms of questions that have to be answered in us. Father, I believe all things are possible with you. I can honestly tell you, I was like, I didn't know if God would do it for me. And this is where sometimes we need healing in the soulish realm. Because if you don't think you're valuable enough to receive healing, if you don't think you're worthy enough to receive healing, that God would want to do something for you, I can tell you he does. His heart is moved with compassion for us as a people. He loves us. And when you get that revelation, God loves me enough. Okay. I believe that. Now, think about this real quickly. If you knew someone could help you financially, you just needed help financially. You knew they could, but you didn't know if they would ever want to. In fact, you're pretty sure they may not want to. Are you very close to that person? No. Do you feel very comfortable with that? No. They could help you, but they don't want to. Now, if someone says, I can't help you, but if I had it, I would love to help you. You know that person loves you. I love Jesus' response to this leper. I believe you can heal me. You, have the, you could heal me of this horrible, full of leprosy state. Do you want to heal me? And Jesus touches him. You don't touch lepers. Jesus touches. He's like, I'm not afraid of what's on your life. 
I'm not afraid of what's been spoken over your life. And I believe he would say that to each of us. I don't, I'm not afraid of what happened to you. And when the healer touches something that's wrong or sickness, it turns healed. And the message he says to this leper who probably wasn't touched for a long time is, you are valuable. You are worthy of being touched, of being healed, of being made whole, of having peace-filled years, of having your life extended. And that's the message of Jesus to us. And I love that message. He's so kind. He's so good. And he forever will be. And so what happens is when you read the scriptures, you get to know him more. You get to know his character. You get to know who he is. And it becomes so personal. The same way if somebody calls you on the phone that you don't talk to very much, you're like, um, talk for a little while because I don't know if I know who you are. But if they call all the time, you recognize their voice, right? You start reading the scriptures. You start just thoughtfully, more thoroughly, slowly reading the scriptures and you have God begin to speak to you. You'll recognize him and you'll recognize that he loves you, that he's kind, that there's nothing too hard for him at all. This leper, too, I think God did something for him so special on the inside. And I sense as I was praying today that God wants to do something very special on the inside in your emotional well-being as well as your physical well-being. I'm not so sure that the pain that you can feel emotionally isn't sometimes worse. You can't seem to take any kind of medication for that. It, it, or you do, it just, you know, it, it doesn't feel comfortable still. God heals the broken places in our hearts like he can heal the broken places in our bones. Like he can heal things and he wants us to breathe in a part of him. And to know that he loves us and he's moved with compassion. And he wants to bring you relief. And he wants you to have an ease. And he wants you to be able to sleep at night. And to know, like a parent would comfort their child, it's going to be all right. It doesn't matter what it looks like right now. That can change. God can work in your situation. He's able to, and he wants to. See how these passages right here just answered some questions, and sometimes that can correct things. So you just thank you, Lord God. All things are possible. I love you. I thank you so much. But I, I heard a story, and I thought it was just a... It's one that Alan's told before, and I, I, I like it so well because um, it's just a tender story. But there was this little girl um, named Mary, and she had a cleft palate. And so she was always embarrassed about it because she was made fun of by all the kids, that her mouth was crooked and her speech was garbled and her nose was a little crooked too. And so she just was embarrassed about that, and she had a little bit of a hearing uh, deficit as well. And so she just was always made fun of, and school was terrible. 
until she met Mrs. Leonard, and she was in Mrs. Leonard's class. All the kids liked Mrs. Leonard. She was, had a warm smile, a round face, they said, in shiny brown hair. Isn't that funny how kids remember those things? But she was nice. She was kind. And in the 1950s, they did hearing tests where they do a little whisper test, so they might have the child stand in the back, and you cover your ear, and they'd whisper something. And so she actually didn't cover her ear because she didn't want to be more embarrassed. So she left her ear open, and she's listening, and she's waiting for Mrs. Leonard to say, you know, repeat after me. But Mrs. Leonard said some words that she'll never forget that did something for her soul. Mrs. Leonard on that day whispered to her, I wish you were my little girl. And the message to Mary was, you're valuable. You mean something. I'm not making fun of you. I'm not hurting you and I don't want you to hurt anymore. I want to relieve you of pain. And I believe that's the compassion God has for every person here in this room, wanting to relieve you, wanting to help you, wanting to ease you and whisper in your ear. How do you hear those whispers? Lord God, for relief for everyone in this room, and the belief that you are able to help them and heal them and that you want to. It is your longing desire. It is your heart towards them, Father. And I thank you, Lord God, that as they read the scriptures and as your word was even spoken tonight, that healing mercies are beginning to work, Father. And they can hear whispers from you they've never heard before. And it answers the prayer of their heart. It answers what was hurting their heart. And I ask you, Father, for a peace on each and every person here. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.